step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome to On the Record with your host, All right, welcome to another episode of On the Record. I am Ashton Luxus, your host, and today we have in house the very lovely Pamela Nebaker. Pamela, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So, Pam, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Who you are? You know, you're kind of your 30-second elevator pitch. (laughs) Okay. I am Pamela Nebaker. I show the world how amazing you are through video production. We take your passion and your purpose and we put you before the camera, and we help you show everyone how amazing you are. That's great. So how did that evolve? Was that something, you know, you're now that, that, I don't know, 12-year-old girl who, when I grow up, I want to be. Is that, you know, was that your, your vision back then? How did this path evolve? No, my vision back then was to be more in front of the camera. Um, I started out modeling when I was 11 and uh, did that until I was about 22. And so I was in front of the camera, but I was always fascinated with the behind the camera and everything that went into it and all the details. So when my children grew up, um, my husband and I have been in the motion picture industry, kind of behind the scenes. We decided to start our own production company and start to produce things that matter to us. So tell us a little bit about that little girl, though. So did you always want to be in front of the camera, even before you started modeling and doing all that? Yes, I was a ham from day one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep, I, loved, um, I loved emotion, showing emotion, and being able to um, connect with people through a camera lens. And did you have any training as a young child? Like, were your parents supportive of you and and getting you trained and all that kind of good stuff? Oh yeah, my parents were incredibly supportive. They um, they sent us to they sent my sister and I to a modeling school. Um, I think it was called uh, Robert Powers Modeling School in Portland, Oregon, where um, we, we it was kind of like a little charm school too, where we learned. Um, <laughs> you know, how to walk, how to talk, how to how to behave. And uh, that was my, my start. And then a local newspaper started asking me to do local ads. And that was a little tiny town of about 30,000 people in our community. And I started doing ads for them. 
for the newspaper, and that's where it all started. Was that something you liked? You enjoyed doing the ads? I did. I really liked working with the photographer and, of course, you know, being the little local celebrity um, mm. was a lot of fun to do at that time. you yeah. got to start somewhere. What inspired you? Now or when I was that well, age? Oh, back then. Yeah, back then. Back then, what inspired me? Powerful yeah. women who had a message to get it out there. And the way that I thought at that time was that I could be a, a messenger, a messenger for good, a messenger mm-hmm. for showing that young women can make a difference and it doesn't have to be through exploitation. It can be good and wholesome and um, and beautiful. Did you have anyone who was um, sort of uh, uh, you looked up to who was maybe influencing your choices? Other than powerful women, was there like one specific powerful woman or a couple powerful women that really you were like, I want to be like them? Yeah, I had a teacher in high school that was my art teacher, and she was a powerful, strong woman. She's an incredible teacher, always inspired me. In fact, she inspired me so much that when she told me when I was a senior in high school that I needed to get out of Dodge and experience the world, that's when I made the decision to move 2,000 miles from home and live in Dallas, Texas. I uh, I went there on a modeling contract and worked in Dallas, Los Angeles, and New York. Um, I also became a Playboy bunny at the Dallas Playboy Club. That was a long time ago, though. It was 1979. Mm-hmm. And wow. but it was a great experience for me. Yeah, it was a great experience. Did you get to hang out with Hugh and all that? <laughs> yeah, I did, actually, a little bit. Um, Hugh came, and we actually call him Huff, not Hugh, but he uh, he came into Dallas Club about two weeks into me working there and, uh, thank goodness, hired me to be a spokesmodel because I really wasn't a very good waitress. So I was sort of very blessed in that way. I got to travel around and do personal appearances all over the world and, um, and do good, too, to do good in charity work, um, visit children's hospitals, all kinds of things in this bunny suit. My mom has a whole wall of pictures of me with different little children in my bunny suit. Nice. So let's go back a little bit and talk about so exploitation. So some people might think that Playboy and, and magazines of that sort are sort of exploiting women. So what is your take on that? I think in some ways it's true, um, but in other ways it was so different back then. It was so different than it is now. Um, we were treated with so much respect. I traveled with a bodyguard and a chaperone to every event that I went to. It was very well protected. Um, back then, things were there was a lot of smoke and mirrors, a lot of, of uh, things looking one way and maybe being su- suggestive, but actually mm-hmm. that man could run a business and and he protected the girls, really did. 
I did not feel exploited. For me, yeah. it was an opportunity to further my career. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I was never in the magazine. Um, I never had a desire to be in the magazine. But mm-hmm. I didn't have any problem with, you know, anyone else doing it. I just wanted to work, and I wanted to make a difference. And for me, that was a way that I could do it. I could make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any mentors that you were working with at the time? Um, Kim Dawson, my agent, was a mentor, strong woman uh, from Dallas, Texas, who had a lot of influence in my life. Um, she was a powerful, funky redhead that uh, knew the industry and didn't put up with uh, any guff from anybody. She was definitely an inspiration. What were some things that she did to inspire you and navigate you? Her negotiation skills were amazing. Um, being able to to really stand up to the client and and get, you know, the value in a contract and to not take any guff um, from a lot of these people who producers and and uh well producers in particular whether it be for uh commercials or print you know they're about the bottom dollar so they're they're high powerful negotiators and she she stood there with the best of them she was awesome so that really inspired me that I could be a strong woman too and that that's okay did you find that it was different um, working with male producers versus female producers. Okay, so that was um, back in 1979 to 1982, and times were uh, quite a bit different back then. Um, mm-hmm. There weren't a lot of female producers at that time. They were mostly male in the industry, so that's mm-hmm. mostly what I worked with. Things have changed okay. a lot today where, you know, it's about – Probably about 35% are female now, maybe even a little more. Wow, Heavily good. dominated. Yeah, it is good progress, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So after Playboy, what was after that? What happened then? I uh, graduated from college, from SMU, and I got a job in Salt Lake City working for an oil company. I was their marketing director. And so I moved here and uh, got married not that long after and raised a family. Um, The oil company, unfortunately, um, went out of business at that time. That was when oil leasing was big, and then it just crashed. But Mm. I went into commercial real estate at that time. And working in real estate enabled me to um, have a family and also – you know, earn a good living. It's one industry where women dominate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, because uh, I just got into real estate myself, and it's almost like instead of going and becoming the waitress, you'd be better off and go and become the realtor and work on your, you know, your music or your, your video or film or whatever career that, that your art career because you're going to get paid better, <laughs> you know, and you'll be able to do more. 
exactly. than if you're just waitressing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's flexible. So. It was flexible mm-hmm. with my little kids, you know. Um yeah. I have six children of my own and you know, I I uh, had a lot to juggle, but you know, amazingly enough, I was blessed that I was able to do it. Yeah. During yeah, during that time also, I um opened my own design firm. So I kind of did the hand-in-hand interior design with real estate. Okay. Which was a great mix and lots of fun yeah. too. So how did so it seems like there was a point then where you took a detour from the music and entertainment world um and became, you know, kind of average Joe citizen. Was that basically a choice because of your family? Like, how did that choice come about? Yeah, it was because I had little children, and I lived in Utah, um, which didn't give me the same kind of opportunities that I would have had if I were in Los Angeles or New York. So it worked for me, and it's been a great place to raise my kids. What's been interesting is to come back to it, to come full circle, um, back to the entertainment industry. I married my husband um, in 2007 and uh, got two more kids with him. So we have a total of eight kids all together. And wow. at that time, yeah, uh, um, at that time it was all teenagers. So it was, you know, a house full of party every day, every night, every hour. (laughs) Um, But it was a lot of fun. But my husband makes movies. He's a movie maker. He, um, he's worked on a lot of great films and it pulled me back into this industry that I had left, you know, a long time ago and gave me opportunities again to network and to, to come full circle and kind of reinvent myself once again. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Ashton Luxlusis, host of On the Record on the EWN Radio Network. With aligning with North America's number one resource for connecting and promoting women in business positively influence your business profile and success? Does the idea of positioning your product or service as champion of an exceptional international online platform tailored to women in business sound lucrative? Do you want collaborations with high-caliber, like-minded, like-hearted women in business? On-the-record sponsorship opportunities will provide you with just that and more. Over half a million women business owners and corporate professionals connected, 1,500-plus women's business events yearly, and the largest four-day international conference produced annually. Over a quarter million monthly listeners are eager to learn about your business. Call Tammy Markham at 512-914-3952. That's 512-914-3952 to secure your sponsorship spots today. And we're back on the record. What are some of the biggest differences you've seen from then to now? Women have become more powerful, not only in front of the camera, but also behind the scenes and in production. I see a lot more women working in technical, the technical areas of the business, which is awesome. 
uh, a lot more women directors, which is really great. We still have a way to go, you know, I'll, I'll admit that. But we're out there and we are making a difference. And I think that for me, types of films that I like to create and produce are things that show what's good in the world, what's happening, what kind of service women are giving all over the world and the difference they're making. So that's my focus now is to produce those kinds of films. Do you find that women are still kind of, because you said there's only roughly about 35% in the uh, entertainment mm-hmm. industry now, do you still find that they they kind of it's sort of a good old boy network and it's you, you it's kind of a little bit of a challenge to break in? You know, I don't really I don't really see the good old boy network as much as it used to be. It used to be completely that way, but um, now with a great idea and a lot of get up and go. A woman can do anything in this industry that a man can do. It's it's a whole different world. It's amazing the difference the last 30, 40 years has made. You know, and like I said before, we're not there yet, but we're getting there. We're making strides and progress. And people like Meryl Streep, you know, speaking up for women in her part of the industry for talent I think um, it says a lot. There's so many people that are now saying no more. Our value is as much as it is for a man. And I think that's that's really great. great. Yeah, that's totally awesome. Yeah, it seems like the world is definitely making a shift, probably back to our, our feminine side. You know, I mean, we started off sort of matriarchal and then became patriarchal and now we're seeing that that doesn't work. <laughs> so <laughs> we're go- going back to what did work. <laughs> right. Um, and, well, and what uh, is it that Gloria, Gloria Steinem says? That one day a group of gray-haired women will take over the world. <laughs> yeah. I believe that. What What are some of the challenges you think that are being faced getting into the industry or just being in the industry that that are still kind of those little uh, diehard good old boy mentality just, that's just going to kick and scream to the grave? <laughs> um, I think that the idea of what is being created content-wise is changing. It used to be the shoot them up, beat them up, um, so much sex, so much violence. I think we're at a turning point where we're starting to recognize that people want real, raw, and relevant. And that isn't necessarily violence and sex. Mm-hmm. People want meaning. They want meaning in their content. And that's where the shift is. There's there's a big shift happening, and women are so influential in that shift. You've seen it with, um, oh, gosh, I can't think of her name now. Um, 
she uh, she just did a nude, uh, which sounds like exploitation, but she's 57, <laughs> and she, she just did the um, Vanity Fair issue, September issue, I believe. Um, uh-huh. And she she made the movie Femme, which was a documentary that was an incredible documentary that has been, it, it's created this entire movement. Sharon Stone. Like why I okay. Okay. Karen Stone is yeah, huge in making a change in the entertainment industry. Um, again, Meryl Streep, huge in making changes. And men are starting to wake up and realize in the industry that it's not necessarily about, about how much shoot them up, bang them up, wreck the cars, um, violent tendencies. You know, there's still some of that, but you can see a shift. Mm -hmm. You can definitely see a shift. And that's my, that's what gives me hope in this industry, that there is a shift going on. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I I think, you know, the, it's, it's, kind of scary to think about so this, I don't know if you know this but the subconscious mind can't distinguish between real and imagined and right. so you know when people are watching these shoot 'em up movies and and these uh you know like um what was the one Anthony Hopkins was in he was this crazy serial killer guy um who would eat people you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like your your conscious mind can go, oh, yeah, it's a movie, but your subconscious mind is like going, whoa, like he's eating people, you know? And I think that just my personal take is that has been a huge influence on the violence that we have in the world today. And like people are talking totally about kinds of black, ah, blah, 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 you know, but, you know, it's, it's like that has an effect. Like, you know, when I was a kid, I could watch horror movies and whatnot, and, and to this day, I'm scared to, like, go camping in the woods. I mean, I'll go camping in the woods, but I'm, like, <laughs> terrified that Jason's around the corner, you know, and forget about being what? near a lake, you know. <laughs> and we think about but, these things that, as industry, we put into people's heads. There needs some yeah. needs to be some um, awareness and responsibility taken. Yeah. yeah. Change that's a big one. Responsibility, yeah. yeah, and and even for the actors, I mean, I was talking with, um, uh, I was interviewing Sandra G. Robinson the other day, and she was talking about how, um, you know, there was this one lady who was pregnant, and they had written in, you know, some kind of scene or storyline where she was going to lose the baby. And the the actor refused to to do that. She's like, you need to rewrite that because I am not going to act that out. Because right. you know, she understood that you know that's that could become a reality just by me acting it out. You know, if I'm going to be that good of an actor and really get into that role, so and, so I think right. like the actors themselves need to also stand up, like. We all need to get outside of the fear of, well, if I stand up, I'll lose the role. Or if I stand up, you know, I'll get this reputation or whatever. But somebody's got to start somewhere, you know. Absolutely. Um, We just finished a movie, shooting a movie in Atlanta. 
and uh, my husband primarily was on this movie, and uh, the director is Ang Lee, and this man is such a visionary and makes such a, a poignant statement in every one of the movies that he's made, from Brokeback Mountain to... Um, Oh, I don't know why I can't think of things today. Um, <laughs> it's terrible. Um, but anyway, he's, he's won so many Academy Awards, at least two director Academy Awards, Best Picture, Life of Pi. He, um, directed oh, Life that was a Pi. great movie, Life of Pi, yeah. Incredible movie, such a visionary. And the movie that we just finished was called Billy Lynn's Last um, Halftime Walk. And his vision, well, he begins his movie the first day on set. He begins the okay. movie with a, spirit, a spiritual ceremony. Oh, um, wow. It was so beautiful. And it, it, for me, that's, that's the way, you know, you start something and you finish it. Yeah. You know, inviting yeah. all the good and, and the inspiration and um, things to be good for everyone and that everyone, you know, participating grows and is strengthened by it. What an incredible man. And 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 this, you know, he's a man who's making changes in our industry too. So it's not just women making changes, but I saw yeah. in that crew there were more women than I've ever seen on a major motion picture. Wow. It was amazing. Yeah. Really awesome. great. So we see it all over. We're not just, you know, behind the scenes or dressing people or, but but their technology and, uh, you know, the intelligence that goes behind that. It's really pretty great. I, I've lived for 54 years now, and I am amazed at how this world has changed and how many opportunities there are now that just keep getting bigger and better for all of us. And how life just keeps getting better. Yeah, we're definitely in a shift for sure. And and I think that's kind of why, too, we are seeing so much extremism in certain places. Um, yes. Just because it's it's that last sort of ego survival thing, um, making its its last play, you know, before the big awakening happens, you know. And everybody's like, right. "Oh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't need to do that. Why, why were we thinking we needed to do that? That's crazy, you know." So yeah, it it, it is interesting to see all the change that's happened. I mean, uh, even in my my lifespan, um, I'm a little bit younger than you, but <laughs> not too far behind. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's amazing to think, like you know, in the years that we were born, you know, they were just beginning to allow African Americans into white schools and stuff like that and you know so true. It's just it's just crazy. All the you know, it's like wow, I was alive for that but you know, I didn't realize it. I was like one or two or something, you know, but Right. Um, I remember just being a little tiny girl and hearing Martin Luther King and John F. Kennedy and those people that were really making a difference. And making a big shift in our country and in our world, and to see where we've come from there is pretty amazing. 
Yeah. But still, how far we have to go. Yeah. That's that. That can be um, hopeful too. Yeah. Yeah, we need the the visionaries like yourself that are going to change the entertainment industry because I think that's the biggest area. Music and entertainment is is where we can make the biggest influence because it's such an influential medium to begin with. Absolutely. We'll be right back. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Whether you are in business for yourself and you're a startup or you're a big company and you've been around for a while or if you're just an individual that needs a website, you have probably already learned it can be pretty crazy and stressful to make a website that meets the demands of today's consumer. From hard-to-use site builders to expensive web developer costs, here at For the King, our basic custom web design and hosting starts at just $37. You heard us right, a fully custom site for $37. Head to our website at www.fortheking.co. Once again, that's www.fortheking.co. And we're back on the record. Let's talk a little bit about what you are moving towards with being the change. Well, my goals, as of right now, are to, um, there are a group of women in Ghana, and they're called the Witches of Ghana. And I'm planning to go there and tell their story via the medium of video, creating a documentary about this group of women that live in the mountains they've been um their their families don't want them they or their husband doesn't want them or somehow they've been shamed um due to the genital mutation they are cast out and they're called the witches of ghana wow and I want to tell their story about how these women live together from all these different tribes. Some speak different languages, their tribal language, and how they've made a community together. What their challenges are, what they've overcome, and what their hopes are for the future. So that's my latest project. And I'm really wow. getting excited about that. Yeah, that's awesome. So what inspired you to want to take that on? 
Somebody needs to tell the stories of women that are out there doing things and they're making a difference. And so part of this will be the the behind-the-scenes women that are from the U.S. that are going there to contribute. But a lot of it will be the stories of these women and what they've gone through and where they've where they've been able to lift themselves to. And you just wouldn't believe the community that they've actually created. And it's an example for all of us. These are stories that can show our children that there is a reason to have hope no matter what your situation is. There is a reason to have faith in yourself and in your higher power. Because with God, all things are possible. And I'm really fascinated by the why they call them the witches of Ghana. Because probably if I had lived in the 1700s, I'm guessing I would have been burned at the stake. Right. From my, <laughs> right? Yeah. So... Um, I find that be being a compliment to me um that these are wise women that these are women that that think on a different level and they've overcome and I think there's a lot to be said for teaching our children for teaching our world showing our world that it's okay we can overcome things we can overcome terrible things and we can make the world a better place by sharing those stories in hopes that they inspire people, that they change some people's hearts so that some of these atrocities will end. Um, that's my hope. And so how did you find these women? I found them through a friend who um, is, she's a writer, and she has been um, commissioned to go and write their stories. So I'm going to tell it through my medium She's a storyteller. I'm a storyteller. And um, she's telling it through her medium, which is the written word. And I'm telling it through mine, which is um, digital media. So what steps are you going to be taking to make this all happen? Do you kind of have, do you have a, an, an overall vision and a business plan and all that kind of stuff? Or what's your methodology well, for getting started? We're working on our plan, our business plan right now, uh, working on um, gathering as much information as we can on the story so that we can storyboard it out and um, be prepared once we crew up and get there. And uh, this will all be happening over the next year. Wow. Yeah. We're very awesome. excited. It'll probably be more than, you know, it'll probably be several trips over there. But yeah. we're going to... We're going to make it happen. So how are you getting funding for this? Uh, We are raising funds through charitable organizations. We'll probably end up doing also a Kickstarter for it, and then some of our own funds too. So with eight kids, I mean, I'm sure they're grown now, but how did you maintain or how do you maintain balance in life now that you're getting back into the film side of things and about to embark on this big documentary here what are some things you do to maintain balance 
probably the biggest thing is whatever situation I'm in in the present, that I strive to be in the present. Before we got on this call, three of my little grandbabies were here, and two of my daughters, their grandbabies are all under two, and uh, it was wild. (laughs) 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 And and it's awesome, but if I'm present right then with them, then I'm able to go to the next thing and be present there instead of thinking about 50 things. Like I used to do so many different things all at once, and I guess with age and experience and knowledge, I've learned that that's not the way to do it. Not, I mean, you wear lots of hats, but you don't have to do it all at once. And now, I've raised my children. They're all over 21, 21 to 29. And uh, and they're all really on good, solid foundations in their lives. So now it's my turn to go back and to contribute to this world and this society and create a whole other career, another chapter. How does that feel for you? There sounds like there's a lot of enthusiasm there. I'm so excited. I got to tell you, yeah. I'm so excited for the next chapter. Truly, truly, life really gets better with age. Yeah. And to to go on to something different now and to know that I can continue to create just like I created my children um, and learned from them for a long time and will continue to. But now I can create something else, and I can. I, it's like it's like right now I feel pregnant, full of all these new ideas and new um, challenges, and you know it's a whole nother life. It's like now today we get to live many lives, where mm-hmm. our grandmothers they basically. They raised their children and they were done. Yeah. You know, they were just done and they didn't live much longer. But today, we can go on and have a whole other life. And it's just amazing to me. I see women yeah. everywhere that are doing things now that, that 30 years ago basically didn't happen. But, yeah. I, you know, I have a, um, I ha- I'm working on a book called, uh, well, it's not, it doesn't have a title yet, but it's about getting better with age and my experiences. And on that Facebook page, I posted a picture of a woman who is 89 years old. She's a bodybuilder. She doesn't look a day over 50, wow. but her, and her body is absolutely amazing. What she's what she's learned to do with it, you know. And the sky's the limit. You know, being in your 50s, your 60s, your 70s, your 80s, your 90s, you can still create a new life. I find that so inspiring and so hopeful. I mean, look at Cher. Talk about a music maker. Holy cow, she is still rocking out in her 70s. And Madonna, too. Madonna um, got into bodybuilding for a while. I don't know if she's still in it. I haven't been following, but 
um, and still putting out music and, and you know, just no limits right. on that, that whole. I think the exciting thing as well is that this whole ageism thing, which I, I, I feel is probably a male-dominated trait, which has been sort of forced upon women to take on that belief that, you know, women as they get older don't have as much value because they don't right. look pretty and, and whatnot, where it's okay for a man to get fat and bald and ugly. <laughs> he he can still have a career, <laughs> but, you know, a woman right. with some gray hair and some wrinkles is like, oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> but we're, so, we're proving them wrong, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I I'll, I'll sometimes I'll poll my my fan base and be like, "Hey, does it matter to you if an artist is old?" And most people are like, "I don't even think about their age. I just think about are they putting out good music that I like?" You know? Um and right. but then you'll talk to like some of the older guys in the industry. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, ageism exists. And, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's like, well, maybe in your world it did. Not anymore, bud. We're changing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, and it yeah. happens in every society, even, yeah. um, you know, whether it's music or any any business, there are still yeah. those older, especially white men, <laughs> mm-hmm. that have crazy thoughts. So, yeah. Um, they're gonna. The good news is they're gonna die off soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you mentioned that you um, were also, you know, had going to be facing some challenges. What are some of those challenges that are you're going to be facing? Uh, being away from my children more. My husband and I are, are planning to relocate to Los Angeles now. In the process of doing that, and um, so hopefully. You know, maybe they'll all follow. They're all in the same type of work, writers, directors, actors, technical crew people. Um, But if not, it means being away from them. And that's a a switch when you've never really been away from them. Um, But I'm also looking forward to having that opportunity to spend more time networking and uh, creating with a pool of people that are like-minded there in uh, the Los Angeles area. Yeah. So another another change that I keep telling myself: change is good. Change mm-hmm. is good, and it's so easy to fly back um, mm-hmm. and see them. You know, it's yeah. an hour and a half flight, so it's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, we live in a totally different world where, gosh, well, back, that would have been, you know, a big, long trip, but not now. So it's yeah. going to be okay. That's, that's one challenge. And all that goes along with that of downsizing, of mm. letting go of a lot of material things. I want to do it now. I don't want my kids when I'm 90 or 100 and die to be left yeah. with all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I, Want all women to do that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just went through it with my dad passing away and going through all of my parents' things, and I'm like, gosh, you know, let's not do that to our children. Let's uh, 
let's take care of it now, in the here and the now. And plus, life is so much better with less. Do you, do you yeah. find that? It's very freeing. It's very oh. freeing, like, to get rid of stuff and be like, oh, I don't have stuff. Yay. You know? Like, me and my partner, we're in that process, too, because we're planning to move to Hawaii. Um, and we're planning on going over there with, like, our vehicles and some suitcases. And that's it. So, <laughs> well, all my music. So I need to bring exciting. my music here. I can't get rid of that, but you know, yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's really freeing. Like we're listing all of our books for sale on Amazon and, you know, it's wow. exciting to get that email notice, you know, shipping notice, Amazon seller. I'm like, woohoo, sold another book, you know? And I'm like, wow, you know, like I, I love to read, like I can blow through a book a week. Um, but just, you know, it's like, I, I read it once. What's the really reality of me reading it again? You know? <laughs> so why not let somebody else enjoy it? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, so, yeah. and that's true with so many things in our lives. You know, yeah. we've got this huge house, and we needed it with all those kids, but we don't need it anymore. It's yeah. it's so exciting to think about having less, because truly, yeah. less is more. Never yeah. a truer statement. So I'm excited about that. It's a challenge, but I'm excited about that challenge. Well, it's all in the mindset too. You know, you want to, you, you have the right mindset about it. It's like, okay, change is inevitable. It happens like every millisecond. You know, the the shortest measurement of time there is. It's it's always change. You know, um, absolutely. And ironically, that's like our our biggest fear as human beings. It's not death. It's not public speaking. It's like change. Like civilizations have gone extinct because they didn't want to change, <laughs> you know. It's so, so true. Getting in the mindset of being able to, you know, hey, change happens all the time. Change is good, you know. That's a, that's a very um, thriving place to be, and yeah. not a lot of people are there. It's true. It's true. But I I find more and more people are open to it. Just look at the last two presidential campaigns based on change. Yeah. And that that was one of the things that excited me the most, you know, was let's change things up. Let's make this a better world. And, you know, we've been able to do that some a little bit. We really have. You look at the, at uh, Cuba. I mean, who would have thought that was going to happen? It's beautiful. Yeah. I can't wait to go. I can't wait yeah. to go to Cuba. Yeah, my grandfather actually lived there for a while, I guess before it had all of its problems and all that. Um, so, you know, it would be kind of exciting to be able to go and visit and be like, oh, you know, my grandfather used to live here. So, I know, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and and the the good, you know, the people who came here to get away from it, to get away from the persecution, they get to go back and visit their relatives and their place of origin. And yeah, um, I can't. I think it's beautiful. So great. A lot of great things happening in our world right now. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. One of my mottos for business owners is, you can't do it alone. Whether you're in the startup stage of your business or you're scaling, you can't grow without relationships to provide support, wisdom, and new customers. 
eWomen Network is your home to connect with other women entrepreneurs who have been where you are or are experiencing the same challenges. We have chapters across the U.S. and Canada that have monthly events featuring our trademarked process called Accelerated Networking to ensure you get the contacts, resources, and leads you need to grow your business. And once you become a member, you get many benefits, including two one-on-one coaching sessions, unlimited access to our membership database, your own personal profile page, and discounts on products and services with our business partners, such as UPS and American Express Open. Join the eWomen Network community and let us help you live your dream. For details, visit eWomenNetwork.com. Do you like to travel? Would you like to travel more frequently? How about even having your own personal travel agent, including having 24-7 access to a very user-friendly website to book your travel as well? Look no further than Discount Travel Vacation. Robert Hernandez Jr. is a certified travel consultant and can help you with any of your travel needs. Anything from travel transportation by air, train, or car through well-known companies you have probably used at some time in your life. Also, pages and pages of hotels to choose from that you would normally stay at. The differences in booking your travel with Discount Travel Vacation is the one-on-one care you get from having your own personal travel agent. To the very engaging website to book your travel through. To the many discounts you will have access to. There are also lots of other travel options to choose from, such as vacation packages and cruises. Do not delay. Check out his site today, discounttravel.paycation.com. And we're back on the record. What do you think one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn is? That things take more time (laughs) sometimes than I would actually (laughs) like. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'm, I know it's all relative, but I, you know, when I'm ready for something, I'm ready for it. And I want to create it and do it and get it done. And sometimes yeah. it takes a little bit longer than what, you know, I had in my mind. But I'm working on that being in the present moment. So yeah. hopefully I'll get better with that challenge as I go along. Don't want to be a mission shaker and make things happen, you know. Do you do any personal or professional development work that's gotten to you to where this you're in like the present moment and being in that state of here and now? I've been doing uh, a lot of personal development since. Well, I think it's probably been about 25 years. I think I've read most books, followed most of the of the great speakers and writers like Deepak Chopra and Marianne Williamson, my favorite. Um, For me, all things are spiritual. My work is spiritual. My family is spiritual. My, my physical being is spiritual to the core. So personal development, that, that goes right along with all of the, the spirituality for me. Becoming better every day, trying to become better, always always finding new and better ways to be. That would be my my personal philosophy. Um, yeah. And I'd I'd love to be able to use all of what I've learned in my work. You know, the mm-hmm. hope, the optimism, the the knowing. 
that there is better and that there are, there is hope and that we can show whoever's ready to open their eyes that there is. Is this a philosophy you, you've always lived by or is was there a time in your life when you didn't, didn't necessarily live life through this lens? I think that it's always been an, an uh, intricate part of me. There have been moments where I got so busy multitasking that I would forget. You know, when you've got six kids under eight and a full-time career and you're a single mom um, and you're trying to balance it all, that that was a lot. And there were times then that I would I would forget. I would get so wrapped up in the whirlwind, the busyness. But as I've gotten older, um, it's such such an intricate part of my being and it's woven in there so much now that um, I live it. And and I, I think you can tell that in a person. You know, you can just their their sort of their aura and their essence. You can tell whether they're grounded and focused or whether they're kind of living in the I'm just trying to survive, you know. Right. Oh, totally. You can. You totally give that off and you can pick it up, too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So as we near the end of the show here, are there any final words of wisdom you would like to bestow upon our listeners? Well, I guess one of the main focuses for me right now is that life doesn't end at 40 or 50. Life begins again. And it can begin again every decade. It can begin again tomorrow. It does begin again, you know. Every day is a new day. And if we if we look at the world and see the good and and see the hope and see the change and that's our focus, then that's who we are and who we can become. We can get better at it every day. Well, folks, that wraps up another episode of On the Record. Tune in next week.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.